Laker Nation, man, I would be selling y'all short if I read off this shit, so I'm gonna go straight from the heart. of terror known as January 2020 has come to an end. Let us all hit the hard reset button and start 2020 all over again. With me, of course, is my main brain, Crang, Crang. Let the people know you're out there. Crang. There you go. Come on, Krang. A little quicker on the draw next time, please. We'll get it right next week. This is only episode five, so we're still pretty young in the game, y'all. But like I was saying, man, uh, just glad to be out of January and hopefully going in to Black History Month, y'all. Oh, yeah. This will be the week where we all, I'm sorry, the week, the month, where some of us find out about, you know, uh, African kings uh, via Budweiser. Was it Miller Lite? Did you guys, Crank, did you did you have that? Crank, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was, um, no, it was Budweiser, right? Somebody looked that up. Uh, Crank, did, did you guys have that? Uh, it was like little posters and things like that around the uh, around your classroom. It was presented by Budweiser. I'm pretty sure. Did you have that great? Uh, I'm going to look it up. I'm not even going to ask Siri. It's uh, I'm pretty sure Budweiser. Great, great kings of Africa. There it is, right there. Did you have this, Crank? Yep, Crank. Yep. Come on. Yep. yep. You had that. Okay. Uh great kings of africa um and actually looking back on it this is actually pretty comprehensive uh probably some of the uh, way more african history than most people got uh in their schools like straight out of a book it's right here on a poster here is a uh, oh man i am not even going to try to pronounce this man's name i'll ask siri later I actually can't even see that. Bianzin Hosu Boel, Boele, Boele, the King Shark, 1841 to 1906. Fuck it. I've got nothing this this week. Let's look him up. All right. I'm going to look up Great Kings of Africa. Right now, I've got the Googler open. Uh, King Shark. All right, let's see what this great king did. Aha, Bihanzin Boele, the king shark. He had this, uh, if, you, if you're ever looking 
you know, Google along. Fuck it. We're not doing much. Spotify will stay open or whatever podcasting uh, application you're using. It'll stay open. Uh, let's see the King Shark noted as the most powerful of West of uh, the most powerful of West African King. It doesn't say Kings hosted by Jay Jones. So shout out to Jay Jones, March 16th. Black men, black power. Did you know? Latest post. All right, here we go. Uh, the King Shark is noted as being the most powerful of the West African kings in the last years of the 19th century. Oh, I love the 19th century. Bianzen was the master of his kingdom. So oh, I'm already, I already like this guy. A nod of his head meant life or death for his subjects. Not many were permitted to see him do even the most common things. His symbols are the shark, the egg, a rebus of his name, and a captive hanging from a flagpole. Yes! Yes, King! Hell yeah! That's what I'm talking about. A reference to a boastful and ah, rebellious Nago practitioner of harmful magic from Ketar. Oh man, I hope I'm pronouncing all these words correctly. Whom the king hanged from a flagpole as punishment for his pride. But his most famous symbol is the smoking pipe seen on the picture on the right. There's a picture. Apparently. It's a it's an audio medium, sorry. That's why I told you to Google along. Uh, this is because he claimed that there wasn't a minute in his life, even when he was a baby, that he was not smoking. All right, fuck it. You know, you get to make the rules. If you're wearing the crown, I guess. And I guess you get to make the history as well. Okay, while marching, if King Bowale wanted a drink of water, a screen... What? Oh, a screen needed to be placed over his face until he was finished drinking. When the water was passed to him, the soldiers would throw themselves on the ground and say, Ah! As though they were drinking. The saliva from Behenson's mouth was not allowed to touch the ground. All right. All right, well, there's one, you know. Behenson... Hosu Boele. You can look him up and enrich your life. That's what we're doing out here on the Shredhead Podcast. I didn't even want to start there, but fuck it, we'll start there. You know, what else we got here? Uh, yeah, man, let's just leave. I, I really just wanted to go over January real quick and just leave it in the... Let's just leave it in our rear view. You know, we lost David Stern, Kobe, Gigi, Rocky Johnson... Flu ran rampant. The coronavirus. Australia was on fire. This, in, this impeachment is wasting our time and our tax dollars. Somebody just sniped the motherfucker. From, well, never mind. I can't say those things or else the, uh, the government will come crashing into my uh, studio here. In the undisclosed location in New York City. Let me tell you something, baby. If the government want you, they gonna find you, you know? So, anyway, wait, I'm getting text messages. Anyway, uh, okay, okay, whatever. I'll, I'll get back to that. I'll be hitting me up at the most inopportune times. I'm trying to get shit done. Uh, what else we got? Who else? Who else? Anyway, I'll let you look that up. They're very dope posters. Uh, if you grew up 
um, in, in a public school system and they didn't feel like teaching you out of a book, you probably got these nice, really nice posters that had Budweiser stamped all over them. Uh, wow, look at Nefertiti. Nefertiti, I bet Nefertiti was bad boy, I bet she was thick. What, nigga, don't look at me like that, don't listen. Yeah, man, King of Ghana, 10,000, I'm sorry. One thousand thirty-seven to one hundred seventy-five. Man, these guys weren't living very long, though. Guess that's got a lot to do with a lot of things. But this nigga's cape is dope. I'm going to post it on the on the uh, I'm I'm the Shredder IG. Can't believe I have an IG now. It's so trash. I just wanted to make a pod, nigga. I didn't feel like becoming part of the social media. Damn. Y'all like anything, though. Anyway, like I said, I don't have much of anything to talk about today. Uh, I'm about to read Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, Chapter 3, for a frightful fret. So I guess that would be, that would have been the shred commendation, but fuck it, you know, we're here. Uh, reading for Meliset, I guess, somewhat of what I would call a friend here on the Hyphen Podcast group. Also, shout out to the Hyphen Podcast group, but also, fuck y'all. I don't really fuck with any of you, you just pump my stuff. I'm just being very honest. This is what happens when, when the Shredhead doesn't have much to talk about. Uh, I just start being honest, and uh, sometimes it gets me in trouble. But uh, I say, bring it on, all of you. Raul. Whoever, nigga. I got heat for niggas like you. I'm drunk. We'll be right back after this word from our sponsor, Middleton's Black and Mild. Hello, this is the Gamby Motambo. And after a hard game, I like to kick back and relax with a Middleton's Black and Mild. The flavor is just like the air from Mount Kilimanjaro. You won't find tobacco this rich in the Congo itself. And there's nothing filtering your black and mild experience except for this plastic tip that will make you feel like the great Gatsby or, or a debutante at one of his parties. Black and mild cigarillos come in many assortments such as chess, casino, sweets or wine. This fragrant smokes will also make your car smell amazing, especially if you have leather interior. Some people say smoking a black is bad for you. I say, no, no, no. See for yourself. Inhale the experience. All 
right, and we're back. Uh, I would just like to begin this next segment. Well, not even the next segment, because I'm going to continue what we were talking about before, but uh, I just want to say I was a little out of line sending shots at the Hyphen Podcast group. Uh, I mean, it's still fuck y'all, but all y'all. But, you know, it, you, you you didn't deserve that. Uh, uh, I'm just having a tough week, man. And actually, you know, uh, and I'm sure a lot of us are. So uh, that's no excuse. But, you know, man, um, actually reading about these African kings uh, is helping me to feel a little bit better, you know? So, fuck it. Let's let the good times roll, you know? Let the good times roll. Let's talk about a couple of more. And I really hope I'm pronouncing this brother's name correctly. I'm sorry, this king. This king. uh, See there? Where is it? Tinkaminen? Tinkaminen? Sorry. Sorry. I'm... Man, I don't know. Uh, Doot-doot-doot. Where is it? The Ghana Kingdom. Yep, yep, yep. I'm going to get specifically to him. Ah, yes. Known as the king of the people or the people's king. King Tinkaminen, who ruled the kingdom around the 9th century, is considered as one of the greatest African kings. During his reign, the kingdom flourished and became very wealthy, reaching its peak in economic wealth and power. Tinkaminen structured his leadership so well and was able to manage his time and resources. He was very particular about taxes and made it a point to collect taxes which would be used to benefit the people of his kingdom. Imagine that. Imagine that. Before his leadership, there was a growing tension between the traditionalists and Muslims on the land. Oh, here we go. Through reaching out to people and sometimes joining his Muslim service for prayers, Tenkamenen was successful at getting rid of the tension that existed. Though there was no written evidence, it was saying that Tenkamenen at a point in his leadership lived in the middle of the kingdom in between the Muslim and traditional towns to enhance equality and peace. Ugh. I get it, man, you know. But he has this, if you look at this picture of him, he's got a dog-ass cape. That cape is wasted on democracy. You should be crushing, well, you shouldn't, you shouldn't, listen, okay, let me take that back. You should not crush anyone under your heel. I know that now, but man, this cape is saying rule with an iron fist. Look it up, man, T-E-N-K-A-M-E-N-I-N. Come in and this man looks like he is going to rule the world, you know the whole world, but then he just governed, he governed his ass off. Amazing. He was very concerned about the social well-being of his people, breaking the rules of divinity and higher worship of a ruler. He worked with his messengers. Every day, Tinkamenen made it a point to ride on a horse and speak with the people in town. Snigger was shaking hands and kissing babies after he had been elected. Sorry, this king. 
Didn't mean to use the N-word there. Anyway, basically, uh, he said no one should be denied an audience. His reign was short, but considered as one of the best structured monarchies. He died in 1075. Abraham Lincoln, a white man, would be considered the father of democracy, but really, it was this man here, this king, Tinkerman, and I hope I'm saying that somewhere close to correctly. Yeah, man. Yeah, they, these are very interesting. Start there and then do a little more reading. And sorry, I need to give credit to whomever wrote that article. It was Elizabeth Fossois. Jeez. This seems like the most important part of her name, but I'm going to skip it. Elizabeth Johnson. Elizabeth O. Johnson. Fossois. Man, you guys are throwing some vocabulary at me today. But yeah, man, that, oh, I feel a little bit better, you know? I feel, I feel kind of good. Okay, all right, we can do this. It's Saturday. Uh, you know, things are... Man, you know what, man? I'm just going to tell you guys. I met someone this week. Um, I was in therapy. I was, uh, you know, it was a particularly difficult week, of course. Uh, but, you know, I called up Karai. You know, we went and got some breakfast. I let her know how much I cared about her, which I do all the time, you know. Um, but usually, you know, like I said, like I had mentioned before, I can't really be around her during her work um, with with the new Foot Clan. And, um, you know, we, we still make time. And uh, given everything that happened, we did, we, we made time, you know. Uh, we got breakfast. And it was good to see her, uh, you know, and then with the, with the hashtag girl dad, breaking this week um again you know it's been pretty cool to see everybody um kick in and and, and contribute with that uh with that hashtag and um you know of course people got messy with it and started making fun and posting caitlin jenner and which you know fuck it you know what i'm saying um that was pretty funny actually you know, don't come for me. Don't at me. It was uh it was it was decent. Come on, come on, guys. Have a sense of humor. Anyway. Uh yeah, man. Just uh being able to girl dad for a little bit this weekend uh this week did my did my soul some good. But uh as I was coming out of therapy, you know, I, I saw this hot little number and uh fuck it, I'll say her name. Uh she her name was Vivian. Man, let me tell you. Well I won't. I w I won't objectify her. She's 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 a formidable woman. I'll say that. She's uh she's she's dope. She takes no nonsense. 
She can dance her ass off. She's a professor. Has a squeaky chair, baby. Uh, yes, but uh, I'm 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 quite infatuated with her, and uh, you know we'll we'll see where it goes. I uh, of course of course your man's bagged. Well, I just, I, I I got her information. I don't know what you youngsters think bagging means nowadays. It could mean anything, and it sounds awful. So let's sidestep it for now. Niggas is really out here sick with this corona. Well, anyway, anyway, the coronavirus is supposed to, I don't know how I jumped on this, but the coronavirus is coming for us. Ebola was supposed to kill us all. Uh, what else was it? Bird flu, SARS, bone spurs, whatever the fuck. I don't know, man. Again, just like I said, with World War Three, make your jokes, man. Get them jokes off. Uh, uh, I usually wear my, you know, well, when I would wear my um, my face mask, you know, it also doubled as like a sick mask that you see the people wearing so often in the Asian countries. Uh, that's that's what mine doubled as was a filter when I was coughing. It's not racist because because I'm I'm Japanese. I can do that. And and I'm also black. I've got it all covered. I can make whatever joke I want. I'm a Blasian baddie. Anyway. Yeah, man. Shout out to Vivian. I hope she's listening. And I hope she doesn't mind that I shouted her out. Uh, doesn't mean she was getting therapy. And if she was, fuck it. You know, everybody needs to go get seen about Go and talk to someone, you know. See if your employee, uh, EAP, see if they've got a plan for you. You can go down, chat with somebody for a bit, not break the bank. Might help. Most certainly won't hurt. Unless, uh, unless you get a jerk of a, uh, a therapist, but, you know. Everybody's a jerk, and you can report them. So report them for being a jerk. It's fine. It's fine. What else we got? Ah, yes. The first most depressing thing about the week. The New York Knickerbockers. Let's see. What's our record this week? Couldn't even do it. I couldn't even fade them this week, man. Ah, uh, where we at? Where we at? Sunday. Oh, wait. Was that when we played at the at the Nets on that hideous court? Yeah. So so screw that. Hornets lost to the Hornets by five on the twenty eighth Tuesday in a back to back. We got our dicks kicked in by the Grizzlies, one twenty seven to a paltry one oh six. Today, we're slated to get our asses handed to us by the Indiana Pacers. So, go out there and, you know, pay $1,100 billion to get into the garden. 
do MSG to be more specific and uh you know pay that outrageous that outrageous wage for a ticket to see your Knicks get their asses beat. I'm personally I'm I'm probably going to start fucking with Brooklyn. Uh I'll just have to go in there with shades or something. I don't know, man. That's an ugly, ugly court. It's like you're right there, man. You do something like change the court. I know you can. I've seen you. You, you got different floors. Jesus. Awful. Uh, what else? It's a really short week, man. This week has just been beating down on me. And I try to give you guys 40 minutes a week, but damn, you know, uh, let's see who, who, who you want me to check in on. Crying, you doing all right back there? All right, my man. He just, he just flashed me the thumbs up. He didn't even hit the yes button. What a lazy ass. All right. Uh, Oh, right. Um, the Royal Rumble was uh, Sunday, the same day as the tragedy. Uh, I had wondered if I was going to watch it. I thought to myself, man, I'm a little bummed out. But then I realized, man, the Rumble is one of my favorite things in the world. Not just pro wrestling. Listen, come on. Professional wrestling is the greatest art form known to man and woman. Sorry. You know, gotta stay woke. Uh, but no, man, I, I, I just don't... I, I just believe in my heart of hearts that pro wrestling is the greatest form, the greatest art form the world has ever known. Think about it, they're the best... Uh, they're the absolute bar none best public speakers... They're the bravest public speakers. They stand in front of thousands of people in a ring in their underwear, and then they have to roast the person that they're about to fist fight. And then that person comes out there and then roasts them back and forth. And then after all of that, they have to have a fight, uh, oftentimes with tables or a chair, Sometime a nigga climbs a ladder to grab a golden belt. This shit is fire, man, when you really think of it. All of these people. Uh, you, you've heard the old adage, pro wrestling is is a sport where men in underwear wrestle for a belt. Cute. But really, anyway, I don't have to explain anything to you. I like what I like. Nigga, if you don't like it, fast forward. But if your mind is open... Or you're just one of those people who is right in liking wrestling and agreeing with me. Then you watch the Royal Rumble, hopefully. Uh, just a couple of takeaways. Edge, after about 10 years, has it been, been 10 years already? Wow. I remember his retirement speech like yesterday because his neck was so beaten up and broken up. That basically, if he did one more, he was either going to die or not be able to walk if he took another one of them bumps. And in this business, you got a bump. So, well, unless you're Kane, then you take a knee. Uh, anyway, 
so Edge, Adam Copeland, came back after a 10-year absence. And he looked great. He looked fantastic. Uh, 46 years old. And for a lot of people, that's not old. But for a pro wrestler, yes, it is, man. For all the things that they put their bodies through, they're aging. Like, they're, they, they age in dog years, man. You don't know it to see it, but Hulk Hogan's, Hulk Hogan's hate Hogan, uh, Hulk Hayton, Hulk racist, whatever. That guy, Terry Bollea, uh, his, his back is basically powder, you know? He's got a powdered back, talcum. From all those years of leaping in the air as high as he can and bringing his 300-pound frame crashing directly down to his own tailbone, that'll do it, man. And I don't know how old he is, but, you know, your grandpa probably walks a lot faster than, than that guy. Uh, because just, yeah, man, just the damage you do to your body with whatever you're doing in the ring, and then the endless travel of trying to ball your gigantic muscular body into an airplane or into a, a, a car and driving hours and hours, it adds up, man, quickly. So shout out to Edge. I hope that wherever he goes, uh, he, he's traveling on a nice comfy bus or maybe a first class at all times, or he has like a private plane or something that will get him to his destination safely. Jesus, man. Anyway, uh, say all that to say that uh, he he intends to come back. Uh, then then he had the angle with 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 Randy Orton, where Orton beat him mercilessly. They overcooked it just a little bit. With the uh, with the concerto, they they did they overdid it just a little bit. Maybe you'd have Orton threaten to do it, and somebody save him because he's already done his worst. You know what I mean? And we're building toward mania. Obviously, you you'd think maybe you 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 back it off just a little bit so that you have something else to sell. Uh. But now we've got between here and what I don't know when when Mania is. It's either March, late March, early April. You know, it's around. It's like it's like an Easter, the Easter of wrestling. So you know, you would think maybe you you save a little sizzle, and not slap the whole steak out there. Anyway, uh, my favorite parts of the show: the women's rumble, and seeing all that melanin. And Bianca Belair and Naomi, a.k.a. Trinity Fatu, making her glorious return. And oh, that natural hair. Man, oh man. I, you love to see it. But uh, yeah, Melanin Monroe herself, Bianca Belair, came out there and was throwing all them folks around the ring. She had eight, eight eliminations, was it? Eight eliminations. The Iron Woman staying in there over 30 minutes. She was eventually ousted by Charlotte Flair. Surprise, surprise. Listen. Listen, man. If white privilege were a person, 
It would be Charlotte Flair. It would 100% be Charlotte Flair. You grow up. I don't know. I don't know what her relationship was like with uh, Ric Flair while she was growing up. I'm sure it was. it's a pretty, uh, you know, it's paint by the numbers. You're a wrestler's kid. You never get to see the guy because he's on the road. Especially for for uh, World Wrestling Federation, you know, you're on the road 300 days the, of the year. You barely get to see your kids. Your uh, family becomes strangers and strangers become family. However, uh, and, and what makes it worse is that she's actually talented. She could actually make it on her own merit. And uh, I, I don't want to say that she gets all of her opportunities because of who her father is. She's an amazing athlete. She cuts a really, really good promo, I think. Um, do I care that her hips are narrow? Nah. Ah, oh, boy. We need to get a problematic light out here, Krang. We need to do something like that. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, man. I'm just joking. Uh, yeah, man. But Charlotte Flair, like I said, she's she's really, 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 really good. She's really good. But I don't want to see her all the time. So what I'm hearing uh, in the rumblings, uh, the rumblings are that she will not challenge Becky, nor will she challenge uh, Bailey, that she will go to NXT and possibly challenge Rhea Ripley, which would be dope. I'd be down for that. I would not mind. I, I, I'm not mad that Charlotte won the Rumble, actually. I'm not mad. I'm a little disappointed. I would have liked to have seen someone else. Uh, like Shayna Baszler came out, and I really thought that maybe we get Baszler at Mania, a relative unknown, and a legit, pretty legit badass, man. She's scary. She's She's my favorite. She's my favorite wrestler, man. When I saw her choke out Candice LeRae after the match because a kid was holding up a picture, I'm sorry, a, a sign for Candice LeRae, and she got in the kid's face, and then she walked away. She said, you did this. And then she gets back into the ring. Oh, it's, it's amazingly over-the-top heel work where she looks at the little girl in her eyes as she chokes out her hero, and she says, you did this. Oh, chef's kiss, nigga. Mwah. So, yes, that would be my shred commendation for the week. Go in there, man, and, and, and uh, look up. You can probably find the clip on Twitter. Shayna Baszler, little girl or something, or Shayna Baszler, Candice LeRae. It's out there somewhere. Look it up. It's It's only like a minute long. But it's incredible. Uh, also, uh, back to uh, Frankenstein, Mary Shelley. Read it. And uh, then check me out on A Frightful Fret with Melisette. Uh, I will be reading the third chapter. Taking over the show. I'll be reading the third chapter of Melly, Sh Mel Melly Shelley. Mary Shelley, Frankenstein. Uh, I love 19th century literature. It's like the thinnest 
of the 19th century Victorian novels, man. Uh, niggas used to get paid by the word, so they would just write forever. Charles Dickens, man. Nigga, chill. You know? Great expectations. I, I once, because I'm a very educated man, uh, I once took two... I, I I once had a semester where I took a lot of English literature classes, just all of them, just to knock them out. And uh, I literally had 19 credits, and I had um, a Victorian, I'm sorry, a 19th century Victorian uh, literature class. And then I had a women's lit class, and we had to read... Great Expectations, which is, I, I guess, I guess that's women's lit. I don't know. I guess. It's about Pip. You know, really. I mean, Mrs. Havisham, I guess. Uh, can't remember the girl's name that Pip grew up to uh, try to court. I don't know. I, I forget. I, I read it a very long time ago. And then Our Mutual Friend. Uh, both Dickens novels, both super thick, both with characters who were like all the same. And I had to read them and differentiate. And uh, the only thing that saved me was my prior knowledge of uh, Great Expectations, you know. Uh, yeah, man. Bad, bad, bad memories. But anyway... Uh, Check out Mary Shelley's Frankenstein and then head on over to A Frightful Fret with Melisette. And uh, yes, I I will be reading there uh, today, actually. So that new episode should be up relatively soon. Uh, but uh, I'll let you know when it's up. I'm just letting you know that it's happening. Until then, oh, oh. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. This nigga will not escape my wrath. Cretan of the week. Let's close out strong on this. The advent of Black History Month. If y'all don't get this nigga, Dr. Olmar, about the paint, I am thoroughly sick of this fool. Claiming that, okay, it, for one, it's too soon saying that the NBA, the National BA, set out to have Kobe Bryant killed, assassinated, Jesus, man, and then, uh, because he was outside, it was very windy, you can see the video on Twitter, uh, I would suggest going through someone else's page so that you're not actually giving him listens or, or likes or, or, or engagement. But this fool said, the NBA set out to have Kobe Bryant assassinated. And then as he was just rambling, because he's outdoors, so I don't know if the man has a home or what, but he's outside at the park. He's been making a few videos at this park or whatever, whatever this is, backyard or outside somewhere. The man is never indoors now. 
I would really somebody check on this fool. Uh, but he's he, so he says that, and then the wind knocks his phone over, and uh, he he said it was uh, God, the mother. I'm not even going to play it, but it was just some hotep ass. The wind blew; it knocked over my phone. So oh oh oh, mother oh shoot, whatever the fuck he was rambling. Knocked over my phone. That's all the proof you need. Wow. Listen, she was saying, shut up, fool. You're not making any sense. He didn't even see it that way. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Anyway, fix that school up, nigga. Man, set your ass down. Maybe it's a good thing that he's just possibly stealing the money to make that school he was supposed to make because... I don't want the youth learning. I don't, listen, I misled the youth. The last thing I need is another me out there doing. Uh, he, I think he's, well, let's, let's take a poll. Who is more damaging to the youth, me or Dr. Olmar? We'll post that on our IG and we'll get your responses to that. I am a resounding uh, better influence over the youth than this fool. So, uh, I know what I expect, but until then, look over there so that I may ninja vanish. Peace. I want to continue along with my teammates to continue his legacy, not only for this year, but as long as we can play the game of basketball that we love, because that's what Kobe Bryant will want. So in the words of Kobe Bryant, Mamba out, but in the words of us, not forgotten. Live on, brother. <laughs>